Hi, Joe. I heard you like Sunset Overdrive. Hey, Kyle. I heard you liked Bartlow's Dread Machine. Want to talk about it on this episode of How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Backlog? Yeah, let's do it. So Sunset Overdrive, this is the yes. colorful zombie shooter with lots of weapons kind of game. Mm-hmm. Is that a good general su- summary of it? Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote down, actually. Um, it is an Insomniac game. I think one of their most well-known series is Ratchet and Clank. Oh, and sure. They Those games are very, they have very similar um, features going on. Insane guns. Like, you can kind of, some of the guns act exactly the same as Ratchet and Clank. This game just really, really focuses on movement during combat, which is both very fun, but in some cases I think can hurt it, but I'll talk about that later. Um, The movement itself is mostly, you're just in an open world city that just recently got taken over by, they're just called ODs. I assume that's just supposed to be for overdrives, which I think is the name of the soda that people drank that turned them into zombies. Yes. So they're just like these overbloated, um, like pustuly gross things with claws. They're not your typical zombies. They're very uh, energetic and they're addicted to the soda. So if there's sure. overdrive on the ground, they'll swarm it. Um, they come in many variants, you know, some explode, some have a dumpster, fused to their back and they will spawn more overdrive out of that dumpster some of them have wings that fly so there's there's a decent variety in there um but yes open world city i think it's supposed to be after you know some california uh coastal city looking thing like la or something and you just grind along phone lines uh rails bounce off car every every car is bouncy in this game uh umbrellas you bounce off those you can run along walls it's all just a big combo of movement that you're trying to string together and that will increase a style gauge while you're doing that and that style gauge will unlock combat abilities as you're going so if you can keep a nice string going while you're flying around shooting people you'll start like lightning will start coming out of the sky and just zapping enemies for you if you chose that ability. Or when you do a melee swing, I think I had a tornado come out of my, my swing, and that'll kind of like grab some enemies and kill them for you. Um, you know, there's just a bunch of abilities unlocked the bigger your combo is. So it sounds like there's a lot of different ways to approach and play this game. So it, it, it Despite all that variety, you kind of have to do it all at the same time. There's no... Oh, okay. If you start sticking to one style of movement, the monsters will penalize you for that. Like, I usually like to go brain dead and just grind on something that's circular while I'm just looking around aiming and trying to shoot. Um, But the zombies will start focusing. They'll, They'll mark that grind rail or whatever you're on with, like, a big red target, and that means they're shooting something right in front of you, and you need to get off that rail and continue your combo somewhere else so it can be difficult and that's that's kind of where 
the game can be fun, but it also hurts itself because they'll throw in, you know, that giant guy I was talking about with the dumpster sticking out of his back. He takes mm-hmm. like 20 shots sometimes. And if you're not in a place that has a circular grind rail or something like that, you like take some shots at him and now you've passed him. And now you have to like try and find a way to combo back and then take some more pot shots at him. You know, and it kind of takes away from it. I want to like focus on the big guys and kill them right away because they're, you know, an issue. They're attacking your objective or something like that. But you have to stick to these movement, you know combos if you want to be effective but it also takes you away from combat so so is and yeah what you described so far is just about you're you're wanting to grind because it's a very effective way of moving around Mm -hmm. you're not like uh stuck on the rails right like it's not Mm -hmm. like jet set radio that you're like (laughs) just stuck moving all the time or it's it is comparable in the way that you grind, and you can even press a button to increase your speed while you're grinding. You can change whether you're grinding on top of the rails, or you can press X, in my case, and dive under the rails, and you'll hold on to it with a crowbar instead, and you can shoot stuff from underneath, which is helpful if you're going under a bridge. It'll just, you'll bounce off the bridge if, say, like some phone lines are going under a bridge. You'll just smack the bridge and go the other way. But if you see it in time, you press X, dive under, hang on by your crowbar, and now you can go, you know, underneath an obstacle if it covers the top of your rails or whatever you're on. So it's a fantasy world <laughs> that you can just stick a crowbar to a like a mm-hmm. electricity pole. Oh, certainly, <laughs> yes. This is a ridiculous, ridiculous. Word. I think at one point I just uh, beat the game a little bit ago, and they introduced a character who just and this this was maybe a little more ridiculous than the game usually is but he just pulled an umbrella out and mary poppins away like that was ah. <laughs> it's a very ridiculous uh game they uh, a big a big point of the game is breaking the fourth wall in various ways which is um sometimes fun sometimes it's weird though the when every time you start the game the camera's like pretty close to the main character and he'll turn around and punch it to like knock it back to like where it should be. Okay. Um, Just when you start, when you die game is incredibly forgiving. It usually starts you back right wherever you were in the objective or whatever. Maybe it'll reset a boss's health, but that's maybe the biggest penalty. Um, when you die, he, your character comes up in various ways. Like, uh, I think one was like a mole man (laughs) drill came out of the ground and then landed and then he comes out of the door and boom, you've like resurrected. Um, uh, Some of them were references to movies and I forget now. Oh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. I think, um, gosh, I want to say he materialized like Matrix style. Or like Star Trek, like beam Star Trek would be a better, it wasn't quite Star Trek-y, but yeah, he's got a bunch of those. Fast travel is interesting um and doesn't make sense to me but the main character will tell you sometimes like if you just got an objective within a mission that's far away he'll be like good thing there's fast travel in this game and i'm like okay fine i guess i'll fast travel but if you're on the ground he will just pull out what i think is a beer or maybe it's overdrive i don't know and he'll it could be overdrive he'd change and he, he takes a big swig of it and then he like starts looking like his stomach hurts and then he just drops on the ground and then it cuts and now he's coming out of an outhouse holding his stomach but you're in the location that you fast traveled to 
makes no sense to me, but that is the fast travel. Hmm. So get... what you're describing with the the references and stuff, I'm getting a very, I, I to me is not necessarily my kind of humor. Is is like if not you know the the outhouse thing aside, it, did all the kind of references and jokes work for you, or is that something that's kind of like you kind of cringed a little bit when you you heard it, it? It skirts a fine line, and I think they do try too hard. Sometimes, sometimes it's just lighthearted and and fun. You know, it's okay. But um, this game also has a lot of like, I think, unnecessary cursing. <laughs> ah, so like, you're an old man, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. But it also just sounds unnatural. I don't know. Um, so yeah, those weird jokes coupled with like you know people calling each other mfers and stuff like that it's just a it's weird it's a weird juxtaposition i think um because it feels like it's a game for tweens and maybe that's right on market maybe you know they really like the cursing and all that but it just felt a little cringy sometimes i don't like to use the word hey, there's kids these days and they're <laughs> tweens and they're cursing i can't stand it anymore <laughs> Uh, okay, you should play the game and tell me what you think. See how old you are. Um, oh, I was saying I already was uh, pretty much on board with it there. So, uh. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. Um, yeah. So the theme is uh, trying to be a little edgy and fourth wall breaking, and you know, it's that whole thing. It's uh, it, it wants to be like a Deadpool theme, but okay, that but that it's would a little make more, sense as yeah. well. I think that's the perfect way to describe its theme. Just a little cringier because it's not super well written. Um, let's see. I had a few notes I wanted to go over. Uh, as you play the game, you unlock more movement abilities, and there's no—they don't give any context for it. You'll just beat a mission, and it'll be like, "Oh, if you press this button when you're in the air, you'll just do an air dash now." And I thought, well, that's stupid. But that air dash, my God, that really <laughs> helps string the movement. Con- that game like changed after that. Um, so that's a lot of fun. If you do like a melee ground smash, so you jump, press the melee button, you'll you'll like meteor down to the ground. Um, they unlocked a thing, so if you do that and immediately jump again, you will fly like pretty high up into the air. And that was great if I, you know, ran out of anything to land on Mm -hmm. and didn't want my combo to end i could launch myself back up in the air and like find something to grind or or is it uh with the with the story or any of those like uh movement and attack based things like story related or is all just adding to the your your plethora of combo options really yeah there's like i was saying there's no context for them you're just uh (laughs) okay and you're supposed to be an average guy and even somebody in the game later on was like that's amazing like you're doing all this crazy stuff and he's like what do you what do you mean and he's like oh you know grinding rails running on walls and he's like oh yeah i guess i guess i just do that now (laughs) so it's like okay even they even they kind of acknowledge it um let's see yeah i think i think that sums it up the story's a little you know uh you know lackluster there's just zombies you're trying to get out of la out of sunset drive uh overdrive and that's about it and then you choose to stay because of friendship so yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um they try and mix some themes in there i think to create a cool 
aesthetic. So there's like a group of Boy Scouts, or just Scouts, I guess, in this scenario, and they take over a Japanese history museum. So they're kind of like outfitted with nothing but Japanese gear, but they're in their Boy Scout uniforms. Okay, sure, sure, so sure. So they try and mix things like that and the boss in that area, you know, drinks a bunch of overdrive and becomes a giant dragon flying through the city and you have to like grind his back and stab him in the head. So they they kind of have themes that are, you know, mix and mix ups of different stuff, but other than that it's 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 there. It's a pretty standard game. It's fun, but I just crit pathed it and called it good. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite weapon to use? That is difficult the first weapon you get is kind of a blunderbuss looking shotgun uh that shoots fire essentially and it's got two uh balls towards the hilt of it and i think it's called the um oh it's some sort of innuendo oh i was about to say how you were describing it It sounded very sexual Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. over why can't i think of the uh, <laughs> when somebody overpromise or ah, whatever, you know, you know, what under I mean. deliver. When somebody gets a a huge something to make up for their small penis. That's overcompensate. The, the overcompensator. Thank okay. you. Okay, that is what that one is called. They have a rocket launcher, but it shoots teddy bears that are just strapped with dynamite. That one's pretty fun. <sighs> that's hard to choose, though. Um, I I, I feel like you should have started the with the standard. weapons. Because this is really painting the picture of what kind of game it is right here. Uh, yeah, I should have. I should have. I meant to go into deeper explanation earlier about the weapons. <laughs> yeah, like one of the an assault rifle in this game is a is a vinyl disc launcher, and they're all queued up on the top of the gun, and then it grabs them and slings them like a you know like a um, clay p- pigeon launcher. Oh, sure, sure, know, sure. But kind of like in a fast succession, so you're just like launching vinyl records at zombies and their impact is not that great so you have to hit a zombie like you know three or four times to kill them with that thing but um man i can't i'm kind of boring in this regard i think i just liked that overcompensator the most it was so direct and it just blew them up so nicely and they'd catch fire and i added a modifier to it so that like one in so many zombies would become an explosive bomb you know as i hit it so if you just, you know, are doing the numbers, you're going to have little zombies exploding, like adding to your combo and whatnot. Um, that one seemed like the most fun. Oh, no. You know what? Nope, okay. No, right. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about this gun. I'm, I'm stupid. One of them was a bowling ball launcher, and it has a ring, a large ring on it that's got bowling balls just racked up in this ring. Basically, it's like the rail, you know, that you see at the bowling alley. Um and it's a charge-up gun, and this thing destroyed the larger boss monsters pretty quickly. But you have to sit there, or grind there, rather, and charge this thing up. And it has, like, three green lights that go off, and then when you launch it, it will just plow through everything. And it kind of has a wake behind oh, it, okay. and that just kind of shreds everything with it. I didn't use it too much, because it was it, the charging is usually not, you know, great for <laughs> the kind of <laughs> gameplay that game has. Because if you change, if you jump, if you change rails, if you have to do some sort of transition, I think it would reset it to a degree. So a little more difficult to use, but that was the best one, and I think that was that was dude themed, as in um, the Big Lebowski. I think it might have just been called the dude, 
and the okay. description was he abides and that was it so, sure yeah all right that one was good that was very good i don't think the the tweens understand that reference though that's what i'm saying man i don't understand this game's <laughs> market <laughs> That's why it missed the mark a tiny bit for me, because, you know, at at one point, the main character started quoting Silence of the Lambs, and I was like, what? Who is that? Like, I don't know why he was saying Oh, yeah. Either. No one yeah. under 16 has watched Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, nobody knows why he's talking about putting lotion on the skin. And it's yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's, um, it's a weird, weird market they're shooting for, but, uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was overall fun. Just play the story missions, get it done. Okay. I guess with just the with the themes you were describing, I just have one more question for you regarding mm-hmm. the music. Is it anything of like is Punk it like rock? Okay. All right. Yeah. That, that's fair. I want to say almost exclusively. I'm trying to think if they did anything. Yeah, no. It's just like yeah, nothing but punk rock. Because <laughs> I was like, ooh, does this game have like mumble rappers? <laughs> they they, <laughs> they have um, a section. It's a D&D group that is holed up in a gym, I think. And so they just have another one of those mashups. So they're wearing like football gear as armor and things like that. They somehow have chain mail, of course. But um, their bard dies at the beginning. So a new bard has to come take their place. And it, this lady just like doesn't want to play the lute so she gets an electric guitar and she's just like serenading those missions with like crazy electric guitar improv you know bard stuff if you gotcha. will so yeah so yeah is that's that's the theme that's about it all right yeah so now that that's over with what the heck is bartlow's dread machine <laughs> i've never ever heard of this game yeah, so I learned about this game um, from a, I think it was The Escapist was doing like an indie game showcase last year, and this just happened to be one that I saw, and I thought it was, uh, the aesthetic of it is super unique and super interesting, mm-hmm. and other than that, it's a kind of a, uh, like a, uh, what do we call it, not a, not, not third person shooter, but a... Uh, <laughs> Running gun, I guess, would probably be more more apt description. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah. what do you mean by that? Uh, so it is a the the game is set up that you are playing a kind of a like a nineteen hundreds like automaton machine. Do you know what I mean by that? that yeah, I of, think like, of like uh, maybe not Fallout themed robots, but um, yeah. So, so even prior fiction. to that, like. I'm talking about like, oh, this is a, you know, there's like a famous like machine that from like the 18 late 1800s. that was like, this is all mechanical, but the robot actually like draws out your fortune for you and then hands it to you after you put in, you know, two cents for it. Okay. So it's like crazy, crazy kind of contraption. Not sentient. So this is like, it takes it, it's it's all themed like that, but it is Mm -hmm. taken to a, you know, level that would not be achievable through any means <laughs> but you are a you're a like uh, agent an fbi agent or cop or something along those lines and you are um president roosevelt gets kidnapped okay and it is as a agent you are it is your job to go and rescue him <laughs> and it gets pretty wild pretty quickly, and there's a bunch of, uh, I believe they call them, like, Satanists, uh, 
anarchists or something like that and there's a bunch of zombies and you fight like civil war zombies at one point and what is the uh, gameplay in this are you on rails or yes so okay so you control uh instead of you know having any direction you want to go you have certain paths that your uh mechanical creature creature your person has to move along so it's like it's a run and gun but you're on the rails literally okay okay and is that because you yourself are one of these automatons no so the the, how the game opens up and uh so it's like you're in some sort of factory and and just opening like cinematic you're zooming in and there's like a uh joystick and button so you're playing this bartlow's dread machine this is the dread machine as mentioned uh, one of the fun things about this game is a pretty small studio from what I've seen and gathered. Uh, so I, I usually been, I've, I've been doing a little bit of what you have, uh, said over, over time with going to the options first and adjusting stuff before playing it. So that in this game way to do it. Yeah. I've, I've usually been dropping the, like the audio levels in the game just because I've kind of had my master level at a higher level. Um, I got you. Cause you're an old man. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, But when I've been entering this game, it does not accept, it doesn't apply my settings to the startup music. And so you get these like, and the the, the first loading screen is pretty long, but after that it's fine. But for about 30 (laughs) seconds, I just get this ragtime blasting in my ear. (laughs) And then as soon as it actually loads, it drops it. But it's like, that's unfortunate. Yeah. (laughs) How, how recently was this? uh, When was this game released? Uh, I believe uh, like November, December, something around that. Okay. Okay. So you think it's new enough that that might get patched out later? Possibly. And they're also a small studio. So I don't know how much, further investment they're going to have in this game um but yeah so the the machine itself so you're controlling this character and you're moving him on the rails and so the rails are only just you know up down left right always there's never like diagonals or anything like that but you have a bunch of enemies also on the rails that are either trying to shoot you or come up and they they like spin their arms around and hit you and you have like a health bar that's a bunch of like lights and you know Mm -hmm. you, you you die um with okay i don't think it's fully explained in the game um but with like the interviews of stuff that i was seeing when i when this first came up on my radar it was like we themed it so like this machine is using live ammo and as you take damage your model like gets a bunch of bullet holes in them and (laughs) and then like eventually it just like collapses when you get down to zero health i like that but yeah there's a lot of interesting um things it does and so usually you're in a kind of a facing the, the cabinet, I'm going to call it. And you see the the enemies running around and you're shooting them. You're just moving your mouse and shooting them. It's like kind of diorama around. style. Is that what you mean? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, like panels that flip up. And a lot. Uh, oh. there's a lot of like uh, 2D objects that are kind of, you know, set up as stages. And you have like civilians that are like 2D kind of cardboard <laughs> cutouts that waving in the background. Um, oh okay okay but so there's this is also all taking place at the same it's you're in like one spot throughout this whole game because yes. it's generating the yes. levels okay. yeah so the the different uh paths that you can take they're like uh little squares that pop up from the like the ground ben- beneath you 
Okay. And you can then, like, as you move along the level, uh, more and more pop up. And what's really interesting from the uh, overall kind of design aspect of this game is that oftentimes you see the actual mechanical gears in the background that would be driving this machine to then generate this game for you. Okay, interesting. So yeah, that so there's is the dread machine. Correct. Okay. And the why well, it's called a dread machine, and I'll kind of skip towards the end just a little bit, and then I'll go back and explain some more stuff. Um, throughout the game, you see this ghostly apparition of like a silhouette of a girl, and you mm-hmm. often see a bunch of like uh, figures of death apparate out of nothing, and oh. um, basically, and I I don't it's not. I don't think it's perfectly explained in the game, but from what I understand from the interviews, the dread Bartlow's dread machine, he built this machine because his daughter died and he like invested all his time and everything into creating this game. And Mm -hmm. it kind of over poured into these like ghostly apparitions. So they are the ghost in the machine. Yes. Kind of. Ah, I see. I see. So that's not explained in the game itself, though. It's hinted at, and after you, like, at the end, you have the option of, like, talking to uh, Roosevelt and getting your hero's welcome or talking to the ghostly apparition. So I talked to the ghostly apparition, of course, because yeah, that would be the more interesting Roosevelt option. Say. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Talking about teddy bears. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> the yeah, you go up to teddy. her, and, yeah, so your character's like, you, you got sick because I, you know, you forgot your coat and then you, you know, you got sick and eventually that led to your death and I'm so sorry. And all mm-hmm. this stuff. So it's kind of like, okay, the, the actual and in, in game author of this machine feels, you know, has a bunch of emotions. He's trying to work out. Interesting. Okay. So it gets a little serious then. Just a little like bit. Weird setting on rails with the little serious ghost but talk. At the to end. completely contradict that. Uh, the the enemy of the game is a uh, zombie werewolf president McKinley. <laughs> okay. Who is uh, and I I had to look this up because no one ever talks about McKinley. Uh, no. McKinley was assassinated in uh, around 1900, and then By a Ro- werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> Roosevelt was his vice president, I believe. So it was okay. this was like the the president prior to when this game was. Mm-hmm. taking plays quote unquote you know <laughs> okay okay that makes sense and his motivation of his assassination was the uh the satanist <laughs> anarchy group that they reference a lot so okay so this is very seated in that old kind of like that culture back then <laughs> it, it does a very good job of and, yeah, yeah kind of generating the the def as least what we would understand as the feel of that 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 time period yeah, so. that's a good point to bring up yeah because who actually knows anymore but yes um, <laughs> well and yeah i'm looking at pictures of it it is very storybook uh pop out looking with those rails like you were saying kind of in a an incomplete grid i guess if you will as it yes. just kind of paths through the levels it looks like you have a lot of options though and yeah, some I... of them create perfect loops not perfect loops but can loop around stuff yeah, because yeah, you definitely have. Uh, yeah, you you can have enemies that just try to rush you, and h- hitting you is their main form of attack. 
The other okay. ones shoot at you and they mostly stay stationary. Sometimes they move, um, but oh, okay. you need to be able to move on the rails and dodge the bullets. You can, I believe, click right mouse button and then you do a little spin. And sometimes it can oh. like deflect the the bullets and then you won't take damage from it. It's kind of okay. a, like, oh, I am stuck here. I can, you know, kind of do this move to not take serious damage. I got you. And but, it looks like the pretty diverse settings I'm seeing, like, some like overgrown jungle settings all the way to like old western town settings yeah so uh a lot of the uh the story takes place i believe you're in washington dc and then you travel to the west and there's a couple levels about the old west and then there's a you fight this thing um it's like a giant worm creature in a mines and that apparently causes the San Francisco earthquake. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're and you're pursuing the uh, werewolf. Uh, and I guess you would call him a necromancer because he's raising the dead more than anything. So uh, oh, werewolf wow. necromancer McKinley, President McKinley. Sorry, I apologize. Forgot zombie. I, <laughs> you also forgot zombie. Well, I, zombie I forget if werewolf. it says he faked his death or something. I, I forget what uh, part of that, okay. that aspect of this. <laughs> um, but you um, take to the seas, and then you go to Panama. That's the jungle setting. Ah, uh, okay. And then from Panama, you go uh, into like a airship back to Washington D.C. And your final fight is in the White House. And so this is oh, fun a little loop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But the the game does change up a lot of the mechanics, which I think was a good really good idea some then it varied a little bit of quality and how well it worked um but it was a constantly changing kind of i I, how i understand it it would be like a you know oh this game is trying to keep you interested it's not just gonna throw you on these rails the whole time okay Um, the main thing that it does is it uh you have your cabinet facing view but in some spots you actually it shifts and then you get an overhead view so it's like a top-down shooter then Okay. Okay, that's kind of clever. Yeah, and then that usually has a few things. It's kind of hard to see uh, cert- like certain enemies, and you're picking up pennies along the way, which has a whole upgrade system for different weapons and stuff like that. I won't go into it too much because it's not really that important. Um, it looks like they're just pretty standard weapons that uh, that you could purchase. Yeah, so you have your main rifle, mm-hmm. and then you can get a secondary weapon, and then you have different clothing options, which allows you to do... Uh, you know, have different kind of, s- of skills and okay. makes the game easier in certain ways. Okay, interesting. But the game also has a couple parts that are like first-person shooters. Really? And there's some... Uh, yeah, so it has... Uh, all this stuff goes away, and then you basically get like a uh, a mechanical like <laughs> retina that you move like up down, like kind of like a claw machine mechanism. Uh-huh. And then you're like shooting like a... Uh, I guess what what would you call the the, the light blaster with the NES? So okay. you're like sh- okay. in those style of games that you're like sh- shooting <laughs> the bad guys in the window. Now, did you do this with true twin sticks, or are you mouse and keyboarding this game? I mouse and keyboard it. Um, okay. The shooting's way way you need. I think a mouse for this. Like it's 
some of the spots got weirdly difficult in trying to shoot people like at the edge of the screen because they're just uh, throwing like here's dynamite and this guy shoots five bullets in the spread and there's just bullets f- filling the screen and sometimes so like I'm just like okay riding the rails trying to get away and I'm shooting the best that I can if okay. you try to do it with controller I, I think it would be really difficult yeah yeah okay that's interesting that sounds like you would get stuck in situations since you're on rails where you couldn't like you'd have to use your little spin deflection move yep. is that on a cooldown? no you can pretty much spin as much as you want but that's when the the enemies and they happen a couple times that like the enemies swarm me and so i got stuck between two enemies and i would i was just like panic mode and i'm just like shooting <laughs> as much as i can to try to escape them but my health was just like ticking Blanking down like crazy down. yeah okay so it's actually it did a decent job of increasing the difficulty as you went along mm-hmm. and like it on wasn't a, on, a, on a good curve it did a good job yeah like it never and it jumped or anything at the end it did a couple of things that were like oh is this enemy but now he's blue and so he just has more hit points basically okay. um, but throughout it was mostly actual differences in enemies oh uh, that's nice yeah so it wasn't and, artificial uh increase in difficulty it was actual like ai uh differences that that made it yes. more difficult okay. yeah and you do and you do get the the other upgrades as like oh this one guy shoots one bullet at a time then this guy shoots three and then this guy shoots five and okay. then this guy shoots two threes and you know after that mm-hmm. but yeah then at the end you're facing enemies that are like oh these guys are coming to like thwack you but they also shoot electricity between them so if you have two enemies coming on both sides their electricity is going to zap you as they're approaching as well. You have to focus one so that you don't get stuck between them or something like that. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And uh, there's checkpoints you hit along on the, the different levels. I believe you get three lives or else you have to restart. Oh, okay. At the Um, checkpoint or at the beginning of the level? Yeah. Okay. And that only happens once or twice. Um, And I think, um, they they also break up the the boss levels, which is a nice thing because the first boss level I did, I was very confused because uh-huh. um, a it was it was frequently shifting between the first person and o- an overhead view, which is a little disorienting. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were facing your I think you met up with like the president of the FBI and he got turned into like a like, tentacle monster thing, <laughs> and so you okay. had to defeat him. Mm-hmm. Like you do, yeah. Yeah. Like Cthulhu-style tentacle monster? Uh, Like, yeah, kind of like robotic Just things. Just like that an octodad. What are we Come about? down. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, but those tentacles were like one hit, one kill. Uh, <laughs> on two instances, I beat the boss, and then I got hit by a stray bullet and died on my final life. And one <laughs> no. time, it like really messed up. Like, the, the game started like the camera started moving and oh, it no. stopped. And so when I played the next level, I had like none of the, the HUD display and I was kind of shifted like a little bit higher than I was oh, supposed weird. to be. Oh, weird. It's like an edge case they hadn't considered. Yes. <laughs> <in their game. laughs> That's funny. That's interesting. Uh, but with the, in addition to the different views and like the first person thing, there's some uh, minor puzzle stuff as well like some levers that you shoot to have like oh these railroad tracks need to line up and they're on different like moving platform things 
Okay. And there's also a couple different versions of like vehicles. So there's like you're in a car that can move like up and down and you're going on like a moving moving uh I guess you would call it like like a roll of paper, but you're moving, you know, right. Okay. Um, but you're just moving up and down. Uh and then there's like cars dropping TNT. There's a part <laughs> that you're driving a boat and it's kind of like a um I would describe it as like a carnival game that there's like boats in the background that you're shooting and dodging stuff as you're moving left or right. Okay. There's one with an airplane that you're also moving up and down again. So interesting. It, okay, it does some nice little changes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. How long was this game? I put four hours into it. Oh, okay. Not bad at all. Yeah. And there's a bunch of character unlocks. Um, The first one that I unlocked, I believe was a zombie general Custer. Oh, of course. And he had a <laughs> he had a machine gun, and the level you immediately get him after one is mm-hmm. like a it's a tight uh, train that you get on. So there's only like two paths left to right, and then there's a bunch of like uh, vertical paths to okay. like the move between them. But the uh, machine gun takes a couple seconds to like rev up. And in that tight environment, it was completely useless, and I, uh, no. I died so quick. <laughs> okay, so it's a bad character right off the bat once yeah. you unlock him. But I, you get, like, Tesla and Madame Curie, so, and I didn't try them all out, um, but I'm uh-huh. assuming Tesla is, like, the electricity with the those yes. robots I was describing earlier. <laughs> okay, okay. That sounds, sounds interesting. I'm curious yeah. whether you recommend it or not now, but it sounds like you do. But it's so well, short. Do I we want to get into it? I think I'm pretty much done. The music was, yeah, kind of like ragtimey music. And how do you feel about ragtimey music, especially, especially oh. in this setting? I, I I enjoy it. You you enjoy a good ragtime, okay. at least for four hours worth. That's that's absolutely <laughs> fine by me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't. I think two hours is my max. But okay. okay. Uh, well, yeah. Okay, sounds good. So let's hear it then. All right. Uh, for uh i do recommend this game and mm-hmm. i regret having it in my backlog for so long okay okay uh yeah as for me i <clears throat> i i suppose i recommend sunset overdrive like i said before but uh with some caveats it's a little you know it tries to be a little edgy um and i do regret having it in the backlog for so long even though i didn't have access to it for a very long time since it was an exclusive but sure but yeah lots of fun feels like a old school kind of game but uh yeah uh what do you got coming for us next next podcast so i played uh the the first in the series uh i believe last year uh, just on my own. Maybe it was two years. Sense of time is completely still out of you know control. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna play Steam World Dig Two. Ah, okay. I've played the first one, and I heard the second one was a great like step up from that. So I'm curious what you think. I'm interested. I I think I saw the the final boss in the uh, speed run. Okay. Uh, it looked a little bit more complex than the first one, but I'm open to <laughs> trying it out and seeing what I think. Okay. Uh, Have you seen the whole speed run? No, I, I just happened to tune in at the, the very end. Okay. Spoilers. Gotcha. Well, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not too concerned. Okay. Uh, but what are you going to play next time? I'm going to finally try and dominate the shmup 
Ikaruga. I've been bested by it many times and never. Mm. I think it's maybe five levels long. I don't know if I've ever passed level three. It's an arcade shoot 'em up from hell. So hoping I'm hoping I'm old enough now that I don't have to get a big brother to come in and like beat it or something. You know. You got to be careful of your heart rate, old man. I know. Ooh, my heart. <laughs> we need to ban old man <laughs> impersonation. Uh. <laughs> That's really, really ageist, and I think most of our viewers are <laughs> elderly. Yeah, elderly, yeah, <laughs> mostly because they think we're talking about some old movie or something like that. But oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Uh, so yeah, I'll let you know how that goes. Hopefully, I don't regret anything too much. So well, we will find out. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up at lovethebacklog at gmail.com mm-hmm. and any questions, comments, telling Joe that he actually is an old man, whatever you <laughs> like. We'd love to hear, hear you from you. Unless it's that stuff. Yeah. Sounds good. Alrighty. Well, I guess I'll catch you next podcast. Sounds good. And until then, have fun and keep playing. Have fun and keep playing. See you. Bye.